The views, opinions, and content of the show hosts and their guests appearing on America's Web Radio are their own and do not necessarily reflect those of the station. You're listening to America's Web Radio on the AmericasBroadcastNetwork.com. Thank you for listening. You're listening to America's Web Radio. We're glad to have you listening in. And it's time now for Remembering Desert Shield and Desert Storm. And we have Lieutenant Colonel Retired Philip Forsberg on. And uh, Philip is a host of the show, really. And he is also an incredible historian. And uh, uh, his hero is Sherman. And... Uh, you know what, we know what Sherman did to Atlanta, but anyway, other than that, uh, we're gonna have a good time talking about, uh, remembering Desert Shield and Desert Storm. It's, and it's so important to do that. We start all of our shows off, uh, basically the same way as, and we'll, uh, do that right now, is that, uh, we have a moment of silence for those that uh, are veterans, those that have given the ultimate sacrifice, those that are on active duty right now, and also all of our EMTs. And uh, we will be back right after a, a moment of silence, and uh, then we'll play our favorite thing. Be right back. Thank you for taking that moment out to uh, think about our veterans and uh, our folks that are on active duty right now, as well as those that uh, have given the ultimate sacrifice. And all of our EMTs, which they are so important to our everyday life. Where would we be without them? And I can't imagine voting for anyone, and I literally mean anyone, that doesn't support funding the police and all the rest that save bacon every day. And it's a tough job, been there, done that, and you don't know what you're walking into at any given time. So with that being said, we also like to do one other thing on our veteran shows, and this is to get your heart to really pumping and... uh there you go. And we do feel good. It's a fantastic 
Monday morning, and uh, we should all feel good. We made it through the weekend, and uh, we know that that's one of the big things that counts. We make it through the weekend, and we get a fresh start every Monday morning. And we always like starting it. Can't beat starting your morning without Phil Forsberg. Good morning, Phil. <laughs> Good morning, David. How do you hear me today? I'm doing great. And yourself, sir? I'm quite good, I think. Uh, quite well, anyway. Good. Uh, I hope you had a good weekend and uh, that everything's going your way. It was a fantastic weekend. Uh, this is a season when... Uh, Disabled American veterans, of which I'm a part, we uh, we collect uh, a fundraiser. Uh, there's an outfit called uh, Golden Corral. I think most folks are uh, familiar with Golden Corral, and they allow us to uh, fundraise at their stores. Uh, some of them, uh, and so you might see, uh, especially if you're in uh, Kennesaw Golden Corral or the uh, Smyrna Golden Corral, you might see individuals from the uh, <clears throat> Disabled American Veterans there uh, just uh, soliciting uh, uh, donations to the uh, Disabled American Veterans, and of course everybody that's there helping out is uh, is either a veteran or a family member of a veteran, a member of the DAV. And so uh, this is our big uh, Time, I will put in a plug for a Golden Corral because they do a lot, uh, especially in this way, for disabled American veterans. And uh, on Veterans Day, the 11th of November, formerly Armistice Day, Golden Corral will be uh, doing a, a free uh, meal for veterans. So uh, if you are a veteran, <clears throat> then uh, or maybe you're going out to dinner with a veteran, suggest both growl. Well, I've, I've got to ask the proverbial question. If you had dinner with a few veterans, did any one of them tell just one story? No, no. <clears throat> you know, I mean, I guess maybe if you were only in the service for a week or two, but uh, that really doesn't get it. <laughs> They they can't tell just one story, but every story gets better and better, and uh, it's always interesting to listen to them, you know. Or it is for me, and uh, a veteran story is is uh, you just can't beat it. Money can't can't buy it, and uh, I'm surprised that uh, more people don't enjoy them, but I personally do. So. You know, you and I talked about uh, we we did a show and we're going to continue to do the show called A Veteran's Place. And uh, we did it last Thursday during David's pick and uh, we're going to continue it on Thursdays, I think. And it's with Dr. Don Muller. And uh, Don started out, he's a veteran, first off, and... Uh, 
correct me if I'm wrong, but probably one of the most loved veterans or any medic is a loved veteran. And, uh, you know, the medics and what they did there in Vietnam is just absolutely mind boggling. And, uh, Don came back, became a uh, oral surgeon and then decided he wanted to, uh, also be an MD. So he went back to med school and, uh, is, uh, a DDS and an MD, an oral surgeon. And he's also come up with, and this is what we're going to, you and I are going to talk about a little bit, but then, uh, Don will be on again this coming Thursday talking about it. And that's, uh, PTSD. And, you know, it's been with us since, the beginning of time, I guess, at one point or the other, certainly since man had conflict with man and or woman. But uh, Don has come up with a procedure and a device that's totally approved by the FDA and has been for years and years, and no pills, no drugs, nothing like that. It's just a mouthpiece that uh, you use at night, and it's made especially for its individual totally. Uh, two people aren't that much alike anyway, so these are these are individual mouthpieces, and they let you, if you have PTSD and haven't been able to sleep, this device is 98% effective and it's got all the paperwork and details and to prove it. And, uh, it's, there's no way that it can harm you. And, um, it's, it's a fantastic situation. So there is hope for people that have PTSD, whether it's a sleep disorder or, you know, Don's looking into other things as well. And, uh, like he says, it's not a cure, but it's a practical device that uh, lets you sleep. And sleep is so important to everybody's health. And whether it's uh, the mental health or, you know, we, we talked about, Don and I talked about uh, the effects of PTSD on so many aspects of a person's life. And I'm sure you've seen it over and over again, Phil. I have, and, uh, you know, I do work as a uh, service officer, and I help veterans uh, file their claims with the VA. And so uh, I have uh, worked a number of claims for PTSD. I'm working some actively right now. Uh, and so, uh, yeah, it, and it's challenging, and I'll tell you that, I often get a little pushback from veterans um, when I want to explore the the possibility that they might have PTSD. Uh, You know, I I help mostly, uh, I try exclusively to help with the the administrative part of filing the claims, but, you know, it it kind of drags me into... uh, into dealing with the, the personal issues that the, that the veterans have. And, uh, you know, a lot of guys, it's changing, but a lot of guys are not, uh, not willing to admit 
that uh, they have been affected. They uh, they seem to think it's uh, a, some sign of weakness or something. You know, I, I have to try to tell them, listen, if you know, if someone shot you in the leg and your leg broke, that would be a sign of weakness for your leg. But you know, your your brain is uh, is another organ, just like you know all the rest of you. The components thereof, and so <clears throat> you know it, it can be injured as well. It can be injured not because of your uh, lack of strength or any kind of personal uh, defect within you. That you know, when we send our fellows and gals into uh, combat, they're exposed to things that, that ordinary people are not ever exposed to, and. Um, you know, that goes a little bit toward what you were saying about <clears throat> veterans can't just tell one story. And the reason is, you know, everything we experience, um, or I won't say everything, but so much of what we experience is well outside of the realm of what other people are likely to experience. So PTSD, it's very important. That, uh, that veterans get the help that they need for this. Uh, and, you know, <clears throat> there's outfits like uh, the Shepherd Center here in Atlanta uh, that, that will help out with the PTSD. They're, they're very, very good. Uh, I just, I can't say enough for folks like that <clears throat> that just uh, do a, a fantastic job of, of taking care of veterans. If you are a veteran and you think you might have uh, experienced PTSD, I would encourage you to uh, <clears throat> to talk to somebody, get some help. You can talk to a service officer, talk to a social worker at the at the VA. You can talk to your your pastor, or you, uh, there's any number of uh, outlets you have, and uh, of course. We're highly focused these days on mental health, and uh, of course the reason is you know, we're finding all these uh, incidents that, that could have been prevented, except uh, you know the the underlying causes were being um, were being <clears throat> swept under the rug, and uh, that, that's the kind of thing that uh, you know it's. it's we have to get it open, out in the open, and we have to uh, deal with it. Um, and and there, people are a lot better equipped and trained to deal with it these days than uh, than previous days. So that's my uh, soapbox uh, on that. I think too that, uh, and Dr. Moeller and I talked about this: is that folks have this idea that it it has to be because or PTSD has to be because of a battle injury or a, a battle situation or whatever and whatever and it and it doesn't it can be it can be as simple as being so stressed out because of basic training or or uh, AIT or it can be from any number of things uh we're learning more and more like the EMTs our first responders Many of them suffer from from uh, PTSD, and you know it's it's uh, it can be sight, it can be smell, 
It can be a lot of things that trigger it, and uh, you don't know when. Like you said, the brain is an organ, and it and it's sort of an independent little sucker that uh, will all of a sudden pop up, and uh, and you'll find yourself in a uh, awkward situation that you don't know why. But the why is because you're suffering from PTSD and you don't, we don't know, or I say we, the doctors don't know what necessarily will spring that reaction. Uh, Don and I were talking about, uh, you know, it may be a situation on uh, the 4th of July that you've, you've watched and listened to fireworks all your life and then all of a sudden, Something happens and uh, it brings back a memory, or it spurs something, or it could be uh, it could be anything. And but it's certainly not something that you uh, just fluff off and say, "Well, I'm I'm tough enough; I'll get over it by myself." And that's why the some of the best therapy for veterans is talking to other veterans. And I think we we've, we've seen the, this. For years, and a lot of veterans won't talk to just anybody. They want it to be somebody else that's been there and done that, and uh, they search, uh, they seek them out. You know. So yeah, I agree, David. There, there are veterans that uh, with PTSD that's been uh, undiagnosed uh, since Vietnam, and you know. They won't, they won't even talk to their wife about it, but I've had them open up to me. Why? Because I'm a veteran, because I'm, I'm a combat veteran and they know that, uh, I think in some way they feel like they'll be judged by, uh, by folks who, uh, have never been there. And so they're, they're reluctant to, uh, to open up. You know, <clears throat> combat is, is a very stressful event. It's, I will point out, David, that uh, PTSD, the T, of course, stands for traumatic. So there is typically a an event, a trauma, uh, that uh, <clears throat> it, it's, uh, it's an event or a trauma that, that brings it on. And uh, a lot of times, you know, of course, they found out that the... Uh, the one sense that we have that's the most closely associated to uh, memory is uh, smell, believe it or not. And if you think about it, you know, you've walked into the kitchen and <clears throat> smelled a uh, pumpkin pie uh, roasting in the oven and you immediately, uh, it took you back to uh, some uh, childhood event and uh something you hadn't thought about uh, in a very long time and suddenly you're thinking about it because of that smell and <clears throat> this is uh, so very often there is some sort of smell that uh, the veteran is experiencing just prior to the event that uh, when they smell that smell again or hear that sound or see that image or whatever, uh, 
it immediately, there's a mechanism in the brain that tells the body, um, you know, prepare for trauma. Um, and so this is, this is something that you find yourself uh, dealing with if you, if you have PTSD. <clears throat> and there are a number of uh, signs or symptoms of, of PTSD that include but are not limited to uh, flashbacks, uh, invasive thoughts or mental images, nightmares, difficulty sleeping, uh, and some intense distress, real or symbolic reminders of the trauma like we were just talking about, uh, physical sensations such as pain, uh, being, une- uh, being easily, un- uh, easily started, startled or frightened, um, always being on guard, for danger, like uh, you'll see a lot of veterans, they'll go to a restaurant and they won't sit in a seat unless they um, have their back to the wall and they can see who's coming in the room. Um, You'll find that uh, the veterans will, uh, you know, when they, they come into a place, they immediately case the joint for all possible exits if they have to make a hasty exit. Um, these kind of thoughts, uh, of course, trouble concentrating. Uh, and, if, and, you know, there's irritability, angry outbursts or aggressive behavior. There's <clears throat> some self-destructive behavior, such as drinking too much or driving too fast, or God forbid, combining those two. Um, and, and then there's another one that's, uh, you know, an overwhelming guilt or shame that's associated with it, which is what causes people not to want to talk about it. If anybody listening to this has any of those symptoms, I would highly encourage you um, to, to talk to somebody uh, about this. Or if you know somebody who, who seems to fit that mold, you may uh, suggest gently that they talk to a uh a counselor, uh, you know, the VA has, uh, has outlets. There's a place in Marietta, uh, not far, a couple of blocks from the Big Chicken called the Marietta Vet Center. It's run by the, uh, run by the VA and it's for combat veterans who are, uh, suffering with PTSD and they do a fantastic job over there. And, uh, you know, it's, like I said, PTSD has been around for forever, I guess, uh, as long as man has tried to kill man. And, you know, it's, I, Don and I were talking about that, uh, can you name uh, another situation that has had more names than PTSD, shell shock, battle fatigue, you know, it on and on and on. And yet it's all basically the same, same animal that has to be treated. And, uh, it's just a blessing now that, uh, we're finally looking at it more closely and realizing that, uh, you know, why, why does one person have it and another one doesn't? And, well, I'm weaker than that person is and they're stronger than I am. And it really has nothing to do with that. It, it's just, 
it, like you said, uh, uh, I know from my standpoint that uh, smell is a very uh, – I hit some smells when I was an EMT that, um, you know, it's sort of like the first time you ever smell marijuana. Uh, it never changes. You always know if you're in a room or somebody's smoking marijuana – you know it. It has such a distinct aroma to it. And same with uh, many other situations. Uh, Gunpowder, uh, you know, busting a cap has a, a certain aroma and a smell. And, uh, you know, uh, there was a the movie... Uh, you know, I, I love that smell, you know, and it was a war movie. And, uh, yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, and, you know, that's another thing. Uh, you know, one of the common smells of, uh, you know, combat, of course, and, and military experience altogether is, uh, <clears throat> your, uh, you know, that, that powder smell that you get, uh, uh, and, uh, you know, I, uh, I had that memory come back to me, um, just, uh, this last week when, uh, I took a friend to the range to fire some weapons and, you know, that smell you, you just can't, you just can't get away from, or just, the the, um, repetitive action of loading magazine, you know, brings back a flood of memories. And then, you know, it, I, I personally, uh, going back, uh, and you're the historian, not me, but, you know, we've always had it, and you can look at the battlefields and, uh, uh, whether it was during the Roman Empire or the Civil War, you take any situation of war and the horrendous sights that you'll see, the, the bodies and destroyed and, you know, and there'll be a smell there. Like you said, a gunpowder smell or, or whatever. But you also, uh, you see, uh, Somebody struggling for their life and it goes with you the rest of your life and can affect the rest of your life. And in many cases, you know, you may not even know it, uh, that what's, what's happening is, uh, it's not because you're weak. It's not because you can't get it out of your system. It's just a matter that, uh, your brain has, latched onto it and it'll be with you from now on out and um, that's the way it's going to be so if you think you suffer you think you might suffer from PTSD I certainly encourage you to tune in on Thursday mornings at 10 o'clock and uh, by the way I wanted to mention too Philip if you don't mind is that if any whoever's listening be they a veteran or whatever if you're a veteran and you have a national or international business, then we'd like to talk to you. And uh, 
We can help you promote your business. Uh, we're listened to by a lot of veterans, and veterans like doing business with veterans. And um, we have quite an audience for this show and quite an audience for all of our veteran-oriented shows. And uh, we'd like to talk to you and talk to you about being on one of our shows and telling us about your business and how you got into it from the from being a veteran and uh, go from there. So uh, we, I want to take this opportunity, too, to remind everybody, and it said, it said every election, but this is one of the most important elections. We have to get rid of the Democrats and get rid of what we've been going through, that they laugh off and say, oh, there, there's no... Inflation, uh, there's no recession, there's, you know, they, they can't get around the gas pump. And we encourage you to make sure you know who you're voting for and make sure that they're conservative and they care about their country, unlike the spot that we're about to run. We'll be back right after this. Stacey Abrams says yes to defund the police as crime is on the rise in Georgia. This November, say no to Stacey Abrams and cast your vote for Brian Kemp. And we couldn't agree more. And if you haven't voted yet, the polls are open. And uh, Election Day is November the 8th. But uh, we have early voting in Georgia that uh, makes... Makes it, uh, vote, open voting basically for a long time. So go and cast your vote and cast your vote for the conservative that cares about you and about our country. We have to get away from this woke stuff and, and we've got to get back to teachers teaching what they've been taught to teach, not this woke stuff and not, uh, the other crazy things that they're talking about. Uh, and we've got to save our kids and our country. And it's this is very important. We've got to get Biden out of the White House and take back Congress. And we'll take back the White House in 2024. But right now it's important to take back Congress where he can't do any more damage than he's... Well, we stop. We, I guess we'd call it damage control. That's what we do is, is, uh, take back both houses and then we'd be in a position for damage control. I'm finally, I'm glad too that finally people are waking up to the real story of why our, the price at the pump has gone up so much. And, uh, it's going to be very easily solved. Just, Turn the spigot on. Anyway, let's talk about remembering Desert Shield and Desert Storm. Uh, I don't think... Well, Desert Shield and Desert Storm were a bit different from the ground, some of the ground wars that we fought, and particularly when you look at the fact that uh, it was, uh, what, a 100-day war? Yeah, David, it was a 
hours. Her hours, of, I'm sorry. Uh, gra- 100 hours of ground combat. Uh, and, uh, of course, that was preceded by about six weeks of uh, uh, air warfare where we uh, had an air campaign that um, was very, very effective. It, uh, it essentially blinded and deafened um, functionally the uh, the Iraqi army so that when we went in on the ground, uh, we gave them, uh, well, more than they could handle in a very short order. And, of course, you may, have, may remember me saying this many times, but, <clears throat> you know, uh, President George H.W. Bush, Bush 41, if you will, uh, you know, I will attribute to him uh, a great deal of uh, credit for the the, uh, the motivation and emphasis and the energy that the soldiers had going in uh, to that ground conflict because uh, of what he told us um, before we went in. And uh, we were still wondering if there was going to be a ground war at all. Uh, he came for Thanksgiving dinner, and he, he got the word out throughout the uh, theater that uh, <clears throat> nobody's going to stay in uh, that theater any a day longer than they need to. And Nobody's going home until the mission is done. And so we were all about getting that mission done fast as we could because, uh, believe it or not, we did, uh, most of us weren't real happy about being in Saudi Arabia. Well, it's, it's, <laughs> home is always the soldier's carrot, isn't it? Yeah. And you know, I had come off of, uh, you know, a short tour overseas, uh, a combat tour in uh, Central America where, we, of course, we don't acknowledge uh, what we were doing down there. But, uh, the uh, you know, so then I was uh, back in the States for, you know, only a short time before I got deployed to uh, Saudi for the Desert Storm. And, uh, and during that time, I was mostly uh, away from my family and school. So, um, so yeah, I wanted to get home. I hadn't been home much in the past 24 months. And uh, so, actually, the past 36 months, briefly, and I just, I just wanted to get home. And uh, so, <clears throat> we did everything we could, and... Uh, you know, with the, the good job that was done by the air campaign uh, and uh, the, the good job that was done by our logistician and by our planners and by our intel folks uh, and our leaders uh, from, the, from the White House down to the squad level, um, <clears throat> we got in there and did what we were trained to do. We we had been uh, training for years at that point. I had to, uh, in the words of Slim Pickens, go toe-to-toe with the Ruskies in nuclear combat. And uh, before we ever got a chance to do that, the, uh, the Iraq wanted to try us out with all their Soviet equipment. And uh, 
once we uh, uh, taught them their lesson, they uh, shortly after that, the, the whole Soviet Union thing went away. So it's just fine for me. It's uh, interesting to the perspective of both sides and uh, what they think or what they think they can do and, and in reality really can't do. And, you know, I, I think you, you said it, and like you said, you've said it a number of times on the show at one point or the other. Uh, there's nothing that... And this this goes all the way down to the the E five sergeant or whatever. But there's nothing that can replace leadership. And like you said, uh, and this this is something that scares me today is that we don't have it at the top. We don't have leadership at the top. Um, they've they've proven to be inept. And, uh, they proved that in Afghanistan and, uh, you know, you want positive, strong leadership at the top. And like you said, all the way down to the, to the bottom, you want leadership and people that you can trust. And when they say, I've got your back, you know, they've got your back. And so this is a, it's a concern. From my standpoint, primarily because of my son, but because of uh, our country. And uh, we're not the only ones judging what we've got in the White House. Uh, there's no doubt that anybody that wants to take a punch at us is looking very closely at the United States right now. And it's... Uh, it's going to depend, my opinion, going to depend on the folks that aren't necessarily at the top to take control and take command and be our leaders because we're not going to be getting it from the top, in my opinion. And that's why I stress how important it is to vote. That's the one, talking about a powerful weapon that we all have, that's the vote. Know who you're voting for. Know what they stand for. And vote for those that care about their country and care about you. And uh, I guess I should get off my soapbox, but it's it's so very important today. Uh, yeah, okay. I'll let that go at that um, but uh, so yeah the, the, our time in Desert Storm uh, you know there was not a lot of uh, time on the ground ground combat time um, but you know it doesn't it doesn't take a lot of time to experience trauma and there are significant number of folks who came back from uh, Desert Storm with PTSD. Uh, you know, and it's, it's not always the guys, you know, in the M1 Abrams or the, uh, or uh, the Bradleys or fighting on the ground or parachuting in. In Desert Storm, you know, we had 
a significant number of our, our battle deaths came from a Scud missile that hit well behind our, uh, our rear. So, um, you know, you don't know what's going on. I will say that it's important if, if there's a veteran out there who's thinking of filing a claim with the VA for PTSD, uh, I'd like to point out start with a basic claim form, which is a 21-526-EZ, and then uh, you need to uh, uh, submit along with that, you need to submit a, a form that's a statement in support of uh, a claim for PTSD, and that would be a 21-0781. But... <clears throat> There's a different form if your PTSD is a result of a personal assault. Um, so that would be the form for the personal assault would be a 21-0781 alpha. And uh, any service officer can help you with these forms. You can uh, look them up on the VA. Uh, that, uh, so that 0781 alpha is... Uh, statement in support of a claim for PTSD resulting from a personal assault. So, <clears throat> but, you know, you can, uh, you can put these things together. It's not, it's not very hard. The forms are, are fairly simple to read. If you have difficulty, uh, I recommend you contact a, a service officer from one of the veteran service organizations, the DAV, the American Legion. BFW. Uh, here in Georgia, we have the Georgia Department of Veterans Services, their uh, state paid uh, veteran service officers. So <clears throat> these, these are important documents to know because they'll get kicked back if you, uh, if you don't send the right forms. People have a tendency to get uh, very, very frustrated with the VA, and on all too many cases, people give up. They feel like they can't navigate the system. And I never, I hate to see that happen. I never would never advise a veteran, you know, if, if you can't get the answer you want, just give up. I mean, if, if your claim has merit, you need to continue to push it. And there are many avenues for doing that. And, uh, you know, I, I guess I would add to that don't put it off. You know, do it as soon as you can because. PTSD doesn't affect just you. It affects the people that you work with, your family, your associates, and it affects so many different parts and areas of your existence that the sooner you get help, the sooner that uh, you'll find that roses are red and they smell good too. So... Don't don't put it off. If you think you have some of the symptoms, and we'll be going through some of that on uh, on a, a place for veterans on this Thursday morning at uh, 10 a.m. on America's Web Radio. And uh, if if you think you got a problem, get it checked out. I would say if you suspect you might have a problem, get it checked out. Yes, sir. Absolutely. No question about it. And, uh, 
you know, and like I said, it doesn't have to be because you were on the front line. You could, you could be as far back from the front line as, as anybody and it's different things will, will cause different reactions and you just never know. You just, if you need help, get it. And, uh, that goes for all of us. If, and it's, it's, uh, it's not because you're weak. It's because you're strong that you get help because you don't want to hurt somebody else or you don't want to, uh, be in a situation, uh, that you could hurt somebody else. And it, and it doesn't have to be physical hurt. It can be, Oral hurt. It can be what you say, what you do, or what you do when you say something. And we all have our weaknesses, and uh, you know, PTSD is just one of them. And it's not—it's not really a weakness as much as it's just a problem that has to be addressed. So, are we coming up on any? Particular days that uh, remind you of Desert Shield or Desert Storm? Well, uh, let's see. Uh, yesterday, no, well, yesterday was the anniversary. I'd have been in, in theater for about a month, um, and uh, the, the temperatures were still. Uh, Pretty far up there, uh, in, uh, at the end of October. It wasn't until late into November they started getting, uh, what we would call cool. And of course, not all day. It would be cool. And then it would, uh, we did get some rain in November, December, I recall. Um, kind of a gloomy place when it does rain. Uh, there's no trees really around. Hmm. What they call sand is really like a cat box gravel. It turns into a slick mud. So, uh, I did not, uh, wasn't in love with it there. I'll just put it that way. And I, you know, it's funny. Stood around with, uh, my, my friend, the signal officer and the sergeant major. We were just, uh, we were, I can remember just laughing with him talking about, uh, you know, in, in 30 or 50 years, there's going to be people that want to dress up like we did and, and do reenacting of Desert Storm, and all we can think about is going home. <laughs> They're going to do that for recreation. Well, you know, my opinion is that, um, and this, I guess, well, from my knowledge anyway, it goes back to particularly World War II, but Hollywood glamorizing war and soldiers and you know the things that happen in war and you know there's there's just nothing pretty about it and there's nothing glamorous about it and there's nothing romantic about it really you may meet somebody and that that does happen but you know it's it's uh 
whoever said the quote, war is hell, knew what they were talking about. And, uh, you know, it's like <laughs> everybody can't be assigned to uh, or deployed to a golf course in Florida or one in uh, California. For some reason, deployment seemed to go to some of the cruddiest places in the world, like a desert. And uh, you wonder... You have to wonder, well, I guess, I guess, uh, Hussein wanted the oil, but why else would he want a big patch of dirt or sand? Uh, <clears throat> nothing there that I wanted, but, uh, yeah, and of course I, I had a buddy, he sent me some, some chocolate bars and some nylon. And he said, uh, in his little note to me, he said, I understand these are good for, uh, for trading in a, in a wartime environment. And I had to remind him, uh, I, <clears throat> I'm not in occupied France. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it's, it's about 1943. Uh, I'm in, uh, Saudi Arabia. Uh, but I did get the joke. You know, again, this is, and, and I'm sure your, your friend certainly meant well. And, uh, you know, had he sent you, uh, well, let me ask, were all the chocolates, uh, melted? No, that was, that was something that was sort of, uh, uh, made us feel sad was that everybody uh, back in the States was being told, don't send them chocolate bars because they'll melt. Well, in November and December, they would melt, you know, so, uh, and and we kind of like chocolate, but uh, we weren't getting any because uh, somebody, somebody well-meaning back in the States had kind of waved everybody off on that idea. Hmm. And it's amazing how fast that can spread, isn't it? Yeah, well, they don't know that you know. Well, the you know the last letter I got from said it was hot there. Well, it was back then. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's uh, we're glad that um, you came back safe and sound, and we uh, we all appreciate the service and giving to your country and uh, the sacrifices that that you had to make uh, to do it. And we, again, appreciate and honor all of the uh, the folks that are on active duty right now or the folks that <clears throat> have served at one time or the other in, in any conflict. And, um, you know, a lot of people don't, don't know and don't realize that there are conflicts going on that we never even hear about. And never even know about. And, uh. I can attest to that. Pardon me? I can attest to that. That, uh, <clears throat> you know, we, we have the most transparent government in the world, but it can only be so transparent. And, uh, things are happening uh, 
on a day in day out basis that uh, we just don't know about, nor should we probably. And uh, it's gonna time will tell on where we uh, go or come with uh, with Ukraine and and other areas of the world, but hopefully. We'll always come out on top. And, uh, America has been very strong in being able to come out on top. And it's, it's due to folks like the gentleman I'm speaking with and many of his peers and those that love their country and risk their life for you and me. And, we uh, we certainly admire them and appreciate what they've gone through and what they've done. Um, and like I said, it's we have we have the most powerful weapon in the world coming up very shortly, and that's our vote. And I I can't overstress the fact that if you don't like the price at the pump, do something about it, and that's vote. And that's, I can't make it any clearer than that. You gotta vote. And that weapon alone can change the world. In fact, you can see that, uh, last time's vote did, has changed the world. And now we gotta clean up the mistakes that we made then. But that'll happen. And, uh, it's gonna be very interesting over the next, uh, short period of time I will say that pardon me go ahead I often tell people David excuse me I often tell people be careful how you vote absolutely it it can come back to haunt you at the grocery store or the gas pump or in many other areas and you know I think the, the, one of the biggest things is do a little homework before. Don't just go in and, well, I'll just vote. But do a little, do, do your homework and find out who you feel like is the most qualified to represent you and represent and care about our country. And when I say country, that includes your county, your city, your state, whatever the situation might be, make sure that who you're voting for cares about where they live and cares about you. And, uh, you know, I know you'll find this hard to believe, Phil, but uh, many times politicians have a tendency to not tell the truth. And uh, sometimes you have to dig down beyond that truth barrier and find out what they really believe in. Well, you know, on that note, David, I, I'm going to tell you, I think we're probably in this situation. Uh, if I had to guess, uh, for about 40 years, the people of Delaware, uh Every time uh, Joe Biden dropped his zipper, they reached for an umbrella because they were pretty sure it was going to be raining. I can't, uh, <laughs> to 
to me, I have no idea uh, how a guy could lie to and demagogue a population for so long. Um, it just, uh, you know, the, the man's not a, the, the man's not, I mean, he is senile and he's feeble, but, you know, for the last 60 years, uh, he's been a blithering idiot. Couldn't say it better. Yeah, and, uh, you know, I point to uh, Barack Hussein Obama as my witness, and he, uh, his testimony about uh, Joe Biden and his ability to uh, 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 mess things up. Yep. <laughs> no matter what you gave him to do, he could find a way to screw it up. Right. You should never underestimate his ability to do that. And uh, <laughs> live and on air as he screws it up. But, right. you know, it's... Uh, we, he's still our president, and that's the best I can say for him. And uh, we have to pray for our country that uh, we make it through the next couple of years and get somebody that does care about us and does care about our country and uh, that they can turn it around and bring it back to being the greatest country in the world. Make America great again and again and over and over. So, with that being said, it's time to get out of here. And uh, we will do this again next week because we want you to remember Desert Shield and Desert Storm. We'll be back next week. Thank you, sir. Thank you, David. The views, opinions, and content of the show hosts and their guests appearing on America's Web Radio are their own and do not necessarily reflect those of the station. You're listening to America's Web Radio on the AmericasBroadcastNetwork.com. Thank you for listening.